Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony at the Women's Football World Cup. A glorious celebration of music from around the world, all written by women and chosen specially for Cacophony by leading female musicians. This episode features music from Spain, with Inés Medina Fernández's choices, bringing us music from all corners of the country that explores this world, faraway worlds, our inner world, and the vastness of existence. Inés Medina Fernández is a pianist, composer, and astrophysicist. Recently returned to Spain after periods living abroad, an ancient rural environment has sent her music in a new, perhaps unexpected, direction. Inés has carefully curated a playlist that represents Spain as widely as possible. We begin our conversation at the beginning of her musical life. I got into music when I was around six, seven. I heard my sister playing the piano at home. She was taking lessons and I was fascinated. And I asked my parents for lessons straight away. And the teacher said I was too young. So we had to wait like a little bit or one year. Even for piano? I know. Isn't that strange? Yeah. I think nowadays it would be like great. The other day, maybe I saw it on Twitter. They had a child who wanted to take up the violin and they yeah. were 11. And the teacher was saying, no, it's far too late. If they're going to be any good, they needed to have started five years ago. It's crazy, isn't <laughs> it? It's, it's incredible. This child could just enjoy it. They don't have to become Jehudi Menuhin, right? Yeah, quite. So that's how I started, and composition happened much later, and it was a very gradual process. When I had to choose a career, I had to choose a university, I went into physics. So I was fascinated by astronomy. I came across this series called Cosmos by Carl Sagan, and later I've realized that I was fascinated as much by the physics and the science of the program as by the music. Uh-huh. It had a great selection, great intro by Vangelis. I moved to the UK, and that's where I studied mm. astrophysics. Uh, I kept playing the piano. Of course, I was always a big music lover. At the time, I was in a relationship with someone that was into early music. I hadn't been in contact with early music before. I was fascinated mm. by these sounds, these, the polyphony, the, the, the ancient instruments, all of that. One day it occurred to me, what about trying this myself? And I started composing. It just happened in a kind of really gradual way. And of course, at the time, I was very influenced by the early music movement and all those uh, harmonies, all those sonorities. I was working in scientific publishing in the UK, in Oxford, when I really started composing. It became a sort of daily thing, playing with it. And it became more and more persistent. It just started taking over. So much so that at one point when the publisher I was working with did big changes and so on, I thought this is my opportunity to move away from publishing for a while and dedicate myself to composing. And from then onwards, it's been my main focus. I'm interested in whether your astrophysics side of things influences how you write music and what your music's about, if it's about anything. It's taken me a long time to realize because the music just happens, right? And then I listen to it as audience. 
So on the one hand, I'm the composer and I'm doing it. And then in the way I work, I always have several pieces going on. And then I completely forget what I've done with one piece. And I listen to it again, say, five days later or one week later. And then I'm the audience. I'm listening it from the outside. And listening to my music from the outside and thinking about it, I've realized that it's really about other worlds. It could be other worlds in time. When I was doing more classical contemporary, it was the past, influenced by early Renaissance or even before that time. And now that I use synthesizers and all these sounds, it's obviously more about future worlds or other worlds that exist somewhere else, right? That we don't know about, but And it's other worlds as well, because I am a meditator, is other worlds inside. Yeah. Because the mind has a vastness of existence, of possibilities inside us, right? Absolutely. And that's also something I'm trying, I'm reaching or trying to reach with my music and to communicate. So I, I do think it has a big influence, big component, yes, this astronomy quest for other worlds we often say this piece of music whatever it is this piece of music transports you to another place but seems unintentionally deliberate on your part that's right i think many creators will identify with this that you give birth to something and it's oh how interesting you don't feel i created this it's something like this was born through me somehow yeah great let's let's start with your music then You've given us a piece called Muebe and it's electronic music. Tell me all about it. Muebe, by the way, is not even a Spanish word. It's created. All the pieces in this album are imaginary words that ah. don't really mean anything or could mean something. Because Muebe with a V, it does mean movement. In Spanish, moves. So I'm playing with that, of course. One of the influences I had was this musician called Aphex Twin. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm fascinated by his music, even though it has so much beat into it. I I cannot listen to it for long. There's too much beat for me. (laughs) But his choice of different timbres, I think, is fantastic. There is not a dull sound in Mm. his music. And... I also like the cosmic element, which, of course, all this ravey music has and this fascination with synthesizers. So this piece, it is a digestion. You digest these things and then they come to you in a completely different form. Yeah. And then the music sounds like your music other than somebody else's. It's a new departure for you to start working purely electronically? Yes. Um, Something very interesting happened. I lived in the UK for 17 years 
and moved to Spain uh, almost two years ago. I am from Madrid, uh, but I moved to uh, rural Spain, rural uh, Jaén in Andalusia, which is an olive tree region. I moved to this old house, which belongs to my family. My great-grandfather built it. Ah. I have this incredible long view from my study into several little hills going into the distance with olive groves, and then there are the mountains behind. And in the mountains, there are also several layers going back and back. It's an incredible view. It's so beautiful. And when I started working with this view and in this house and in this new environment, this rural environment, I was looking at ideas I had collected. And I had one improvisation that was synthesizers. It was just a few notes with synthesizers. And suddenly I felt this strong attraction for this sound, which was new to me, completely new. And it's not that synthesizers is the popular music around here, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. I was in this new space and looking at these, these mountains every day, this space which changes all the time. Sometimes I see storms approaching from the mountains, right? for maybe one hour. It was here because I came here and I was in this new environment that this music started just happening. Fantastic. I wonder if listeners will hear that when they listen to your music. I hope so. So if you hear that and you're listening, send us a message and let us know. Let's talk about some of the others. Let's talk about Maria Rodrigo Bellido. Maria Rodrigo Bellido, she was the first woman in Spain to live as a composer, from her Ah. craft. She was the first in so many things. And I had never heard about her. It's amazing, isn't it? How female composers can have a great career and then disappear from sight completely. Absolutely incredible. Here we have a composer. Your listeners will hear what a good composer she was. How beautiful, how refined. She had a a, com- a composer's career and a pianist's career. She was a child prodigy. At 14, she started um, giving recitals, giving concerts. She had a grant to go and study with Richard Strauss. She was a friend of Karl Orff. She was with all the lacrim, the lacrim, the yeah. of music at the time. And her father was a composer? Her father was a composer. Her sister was the first female psychologist in Spain or first graduate in psychology in Spain. Ah. So they had a very forward-looking family. When the Spanish Civil War broke, uh, she moved out of Spain. She moved to Switzerland, then Colombia, and then she finally ended up in Puerto Rico. It was maybe because she spent a large part of her life outside of Spain that she was not so much remembered in Spain. I don't know. I don't understand it. Because even if you look for her biography, there are many things that are not known. Even her date of death. (laughs) It's not that long ago. It's 1967. That's right. So she was completely forgotten and she was active her whole life. And so it was a joy to find this composer. Amazed. I was amazed. Great. The piece you've chosen is awesome. 
We've chosen the march from Bequeriana. Bequeriana. Yes, that comes from Gustavo Adolfo Becker, who is a, a romantic Spanish poet. And Becker had um, a very influential over in, in romantic uh, literature in Spain, which was a little bit of German tendencies. And the, this piece, I've seen it classified as one-act opera. Yeah. But also as zarzuela. And zarzuela is a Spanish genre of operetta. Um, zarzuela is something that I always found a little bit tiresome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, slightly artificial character, slightly overblown, slightly overdramatic. But yeah, I, I would say the quality of the music to me is more like opera. Because operetta is more about the singing and the, what's happening, and music is a little bit secondary. But this piece, this Beckerian, I would, I would think that music is good enough for opera, definitely. Here's a composer who really knows what she's doing. That's right. She makes the orchestra sound wonderful. Wonderful. We have to realize this This was her life. She was a thorough professional. Yeah. This wasn't some kind of hobby. So, yes, it's been a fantastic discovery, and I hope we start seeing her more in, in concert programs. Eva Ugalde. Eva Ugalde. So when I chose these composers, I wanted a variety in time and in geography as well within Spain. Maria Rodrigo was a Madrilenian, like I am. And Eva Ugalde is Basque. She's contemporary, so she's active right now. And she specializes in choral music. And I've been in touch with her about the piece. She told me it was challenging because it was a commission from Madrid to do something in Castellano, what we call Spanish, sort of the official language of Spain. But she usually works in the Basque language. So it was very challenging for her and for the poet who wrote the uh, lyrics um, because they were not used to working in, in Castellano. And I chose it because it had a sort of light, playful element into it. And I felt it was very feminine. All these women singing, yes. yeah. there was something about it. Since we were talking about women playing football, women composers, so I thought, okay, let's continue with the female theme. She said, yes, there is something about it, about women talking to women. Imagine they are in, in somewhere in a restroom and they are all chatting. <laughs> so there's something like that. And she also said there is the South American component of it, which is this light, playful element that I heard like bolero tango kind of harmonies, rhythm that it has. Yeah, it's got a kind of swing to it, hasn't it? Exactly. Can you tell us what they're singing about? 
Yes. I could hear almost everything, but I had to ask her for the lyrics because I, I'm not quite getting every single word, which is normally it's yeah. impossible. Basically, is has venido, you've come, you've sat next to me, te has sentado a mi lado, you've stroked my hair, me acaricias el pelo. Now I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the lyrics by heart. Yeah. And she says, this hand I know, this hand it reminds me of something. These hands reminds me of a serene love. So it's basically, you stroke my head. It's a soothing sort of next to me. And there is this calm, serene love coming from your hand. So that's what the lyrics are about. Yeah, how lovely. I really think that comes across. There's a warmth and a companionship and a love to it. That's right. That's right. It's also what we were mentioning about all these women being together. And so, yes, there is this kind of um, warmth and companionship. Yes. Great. Spanish music has that kind of flow to it. And I think you also hear that kind of spirit in Alicia de la Rocha's music. That's right. That's right. Alicia de la Rocha, as your listeners might probably know, was a very famous pianist. And when I was researching for Spanish composers, I found that she composed music. She had done 40 pieces during her youth, which she completely dismissed. Incredible, isn't it? Incredible. But I, I had no idea she'd written anything. Nor did I, nor did the, the Spanish composers who are alive now I've talked to. It's a surprise yeah. to all of us. It's come to light when she passed away and her archives came to light. Because she really was one of the leading pianists of the last century. That's right. So the, my guess is she was so successful as a pianist that she just ignored these compositions. She just didn't think anything of them. But when I listened to this one, Festivola, I thought, wow, this is her digestion of all this repertoire, right? You can hear these granados, these albenitas she was always playing, and is digested and then brought out in a very interesting new piece. And of course, fantastically performed by her. Yes. In her style, right? So I thought, oh, I, yeah. I really would like to include her because she's such a name in Spanish music. Festivola, again, is a made word. It doesn't mean anything. Ah. It has the festive into it, but it's a made word. You wouldn't know it isn't a word if you don't know the language. That's right. And it doesn't matter because you get the idea. That's right. That's right. So the next piece is called, in Spanish, De Construcción. De Construcción, that's right. Which um, means, I'm going to guess. 
deconstruction. <laughs> you guessed right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yes, Isabel Royan. So she's Andalusian. She's from Malaga. She's a, a very successful, very active film composer. One film after the other. And what attracted me to this piece was how contemporary it sounds. This is our chance to get a little bit of the contemporary, contemporary music flavor. When I mentioned to her that I had chosen this piece, she said, oh, that one, that one is very brainy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. All this contemporary music tends to be like that, tends to be brainy. I liked a lot the marimba sound. So it's for yes. solo marimba. Everyone loves marimba. It's a great instrument. And of course, Isabel exploited all the characteristics of the instrument to create this. And it was a commission to be part of this video work that you see. And so it's written with the video in mind. So if you're listening, pay attention to the pictures on this one. You can do both. You can enjoy the video, but also just take the video away and just enjoy the music. That's it. We have five different, varied, exciting. That's right. That's right. We've um, also what I was going to say about the geographical points. So we've had mm. um, Alicia de la Rocha is Catalan. So we have Catalan, Basque, Madrid, Andalusia. I couldn't cover all the regions, but at least <laughs> we have a few in there. I love that you've taken that into consideration too, on top of everything else. <laughs> Would you say that there's anything that marks these pieces out as Spanish? Is there a kind of an essential Spanish style that runs through all these pieces? It doesn't have to be. I don't think so. Music is universal. I, I know there are themes going on in certain countries. You have certain tendencies uh, because it, composers influence each other. And then we have Granados, Albeni, Falla, all of that influencing each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, music is universal. I... Music is universal. Absolutely. That's one of the great things about this project, actually, is the universality. That was lovely, Ines. Thank you very much, Steve. That was, it was a fun project. I discovered a lot of things as well, a lot of music. Very interesting. Great. Let's share them. There's a playlist in the show notes and you can click on that. It's a YouTube playlist and all of the music will be there. So listen enjoy it and then tell us what you think with a comment at cacophonyonline.com or you can go to the website and leave a simple voice message or put something on social media and vote for us yeah when the time comes vote for spain thank you very much indeed that was ines medina fernandez with her choices of music from spain all the links you need are in the podcast show notes so please listen to the complete music share and support us if you can we'd be very grateful the Women's World Cup of Classical Music gets underway on the 20th of July. Be sure to check it out and cast your votes. So, come back for more, and thanks for listening.